With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alexander Chester. With me, not as always, but certainly on this day, to discuss the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 is Wheels Wienicker. And not only Wheels, but mm. a fine fellow, Harold Rosengarten, mm-hmm. Jer- Jerome here as well. So all of you welcome. Keeve, how's it rolling? It's, it's great since we found out uh, before the show um, <laughs> when somebody mentioned uh, baseball great Pete and Cavilia, and you said, wait, Pete and Cavagelia? And you thought the whole <laughs> that Pete and Cavagelia was Pete and Cavagelia. Yeah. Um. Well, so yeah, so Pete and Cavagelia was a guy who, you know, played yeah. in like when we were kids in the late 80s early 90s. I think on the Rangers if I'm not mistaken, he was like a chubby power hitter. And right. I had his baseball card. I would read his name in the paper, but I've certainly until this conversation never heard his name out loud. It wasn't in the American League a bunch of times and like wouldn't he have played the Twins and wouldn't you have heard it then? He didn't have a TV. So now. that's what I want to talk about. You just learned baseball talk about from like the newspaper. Yeah. Okay. So we're here to we're here to talk about the Jets. Obviously, a lot of excitement about this team. You got Aaron Rodgers. You got Hard Knocks. I'm gonna turn it over to you guys. But I guess my my one threshold question is: the vibe feels very differently right now than it did in in, in 2008 when you guys got Favre. And I was trying to sort of uh, look at where each of those players was when you acquired them. So so Aaron Rodgers is actually one year older now than Favre was when he joined the Jets. And I guess part of it also that the Jets and, and the Jets, when they got when they got Favre, they were coming off. They were coming off a four and 12 season. So I guess they were a little bit better last year than they were the year before. But looking specifically at where Rodgers was and where Favre was, Rodgers was about a league average quarterback uh, last year, whereas Favre was a, a superstar level quarterback in his final year in Green Bay, went to the NFC Championship game, Rodgers missed the playoffs. But the difference is that the previous two years, Rodgers was literally the league MVP and Favre, you know, had two below average seasons in, in not the year right before he came to the Jets, but the two years before that. And so I, I think it's people aren't looking so much at the last year for each of these guys, but sort of the, the cumulative two or three years before that. Is that the explanation? Of I don't think the hype I, is much bigger now. I don't think that's the explanation. I think the explanation is specifically regarding the Jets' former quarterback play. The jump up from Rodgers to Wilson is much bigger than it should have been, than whatever Favre gave you. So that's why I think people are excited. Oh, because right the, before Favre, you had Pennington, right? And and he was he had like a little bit of a noodle arm and whatever it might be. But the idea is with that last year, the Jets' defense was excellent, and most of the other parts of the team were pretty good. 
So the ex- expectation is if you replace Zach Wilson with a competent quarterback, this is at least a playoff team, if not better. And say nothing of what other uh, additions they may have made. So I think I don't think it's about Rodgers versus Favre. I think it's about Wilson more than than anything. So it's, it's about the, discrep- upgrade, it's the discrepancy in cor- yeah. quarterback play. I mean, you're literally going from the worst quarterback situation in the NFL last year to whatever far brings you this year. And the ceiling is top Rogers, three. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. potentially the ceiling. So what did but I it say? Is so fu- but it is so oh, funny how in a post-Brady <laughs> era, we, we don't – like we think of age differently, right? Like Rodgers yeah. is 40 years old, but we don't think of him that way. Whereas when Favre came to the Jets, he clearly seemed like an old man. Rodgers is five years older than the next oldest starting quarterback, right? We were saying that Stafford, yeah. Cousins, that crew, we're, we're about 35. Are yeah. all 35. And Nobody's see, older than 35. And we, and we think of Stafford as being like over the hill now after that like down year last year. And like I think a lot of people don't think he's going to bounce back and ever have like a really good year again. I'm not saying for, for sure that's the case, but I feel like that's – yeah, you're right. But but as Alex said, two years, two years ago and three years ago, Rodgers literally won the MVP. Uh, I don't think his – like arm talent is any worse than it was. You know, people are going crazy about him in the practices and the preseason and all that kind of stuff. Like they've never seen this before. Now, granted, it's a Jets franchise, but still, I mean, if he looked old, they would say, you know, it w- there would be whispers about it. I think we've all seen it with 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 that he's like all this is a big concern. Like what's what kind of Rogers are you getting, right? He's a guy with personality, quirks and whatnot, and everybody knows Rogers. I don't have to explain it. So who are you getting here? The idea that he wanted to come here whatever he was in the dark bob bullshit that he wasn't going to actually be a, a, a really return whatever but the point is who knows what you're going to get from him but he's you know the fact that he took a huge pay cut the fact that he looks super excited it's like he's been rejuvenated i'm sure he still has the talent he doesn't have a talent that he did 10 years ago but i'm sure it's relatively close like i said at least to the two uh mvps from a couple years ago and there's a lot to be said for better or worse that, you know, he struggled a little bit last year because he was down on the situation. You know, we know that he's a diva. He's a little bit of a baby in some ways and whatnot. But obviously, he wants to prove this is going to be like an FU campaign from him where he wants to prove people wrong, where he wants to show that he still got it, where he wants to, you know, be on the big stage now just in terms of being in a huge city and all that kind of stuff. I think we all agree. I'll let you guys comment. But don't you? it's pretty evident now that at least his mind is in the right place, correct? Yeah, I'm not worried about his mind or anything like that. Doesn't scare me or anything like that. Uh, I think he's in a good shape. I think the other thing is, you know, people talk about the far experiment as as a failure. It wasn't really a failure. The Jets were really good for a while, and then Favre got injured, and the season fell apart. If the same thing happens this year, you know, if if he plays like Favre, if Rodgers plays like Favre did back in the day, the Jets will be fine. Uh, the the Favre thing being an out and out disaster is just is just not really. Accurate. They were they were eight like and three, play. and he gets hurt, and he played through an injury. Exactly. Right. So, uh, you know, if the it, Jets are if the Jets are eight and three at any point this year, I mean, the people are going to be going crazy about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're yes, eight and three. Totally. He gets hurt, and they still keep their first draft pick mm-hmm. because he basically has to play twelve games. <laughs> um, I think I think I am convinced by what Jared said, though. It's just it's the marginal upgrade. The Jets have had the worst quarterbacking in the NFL cumulatively over the last sixty years. Yeah, and I was the one who said that. But okay, uh, okay sorry. Uh, yeah, oh, that's okay. Sorry, Harold. Uh, Abigail, as it says on Zoom. And listen, the last time you guys had even a league average quarterback was McCown's random season in 2017. And the last time you had, like, you know, a good quarterback, I guess, was that was, was a league average season, like the McCown season. That was a league average in t- 2017. Yeah. And then Fitzpatrick also had that one, that one good yes, year. Yes, definitely the um, Fitzpatrick two years before year in that. 2015. And then yeah. you got to go back to Pennington 20 years ago, and that was, you know, a noodle arm, but he performed at a high rate then. 
Yeah, so it's been so long. You guys are so starved for any kind of quarterback play. I understand the excitement. I'm watching Hard Knocks. I'm getting fired up for the Jets, and I couldn't care less about them. Yeah, it's to me, it's there's a ceiling and a floor. The ceiling is Rodgers is much closer to 2021 Rodgers than 2022. And the defense certainly has potential to be the best defense in the NFL. Um, and, uh, you know, and then the team is good. And we could talk about it a little later. Are they a Super Bowl contender if both those things happen? We could definitely discuss that. The floor is Rodgers looks much more like last year and the line. And as we're playing, the line is struggling immensely in a scrimmage with the Bucks. The the line, you know, they they really it's it's becoming apparent now that the line is by far the biggest weakness on this team. There are very few other spots on the team that aren't above average. Maybe the tight end might be the tight end crew, but at least there's a little linebacking crew, maybe linebackers. But I mean, Mosley made the Pro Bowl last year, and I, I don't think it's that. I don't right. think that's that weak. And and, no, and honestly, with the with the way the the front yeah. and the secondary is, the linebacker could probably be masked. It's not that important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure, so it, sure. so the line is really ultimately maybe not as sexy of a storyline as Rodgers. But the thing that is looking like it could tor- it could torpedo the Jets season because the one Rodgers issue from what I've been seeing from people watching film on Rodgers, like you said, his arm strength isn't diminished at all. He's still making incredible throws every day in training camp. The only issue is he was able to extend plays a little bit to find open receivers right. with his legs, and he's right. just not going to be able to do right. that now that he's turning right. 40 this year. Right. So, right. Uh, A, if you want to have a bad line, Aaron Rodgers is the guy for you because he will get rid of the ball quickly and he'll make uh, good decisions and and, you know, uh oh, just last year, yeah he you know he, he hadn't thrown uh more than eight interceptions uh in in 13 years or 12 years since la- until last year but um yeah i don't know they, the the line and we could get into that is is such an issue and their their best tackle appears to be a guard and uh they have they have, <laughs> they, have they have two left tackles who are both not willing or able to play right tackle one is 38 and one is 400 and they're both pounds. in yeah so it, it it the the line is a mess, um, but you know that's the that's sort of the devil's advocate bad side. The good side is this team is unbelievably talented. Uh, you know the the Panthers' starting offense couldn't get off a pass against their backup defensive line last week, and as I always say, preseason it's going to happen during the regular season too. They have five guys who would start for the majority of the uh, five defensive ends would start for the majority of the teams in the NFL without question. Uh, they keep drafting first round picks. Who are basically backups, but these guys come in and, and flash. And uh and they have, you know, one of, if not the best pass rushing defensive tackle in the league. They're gonna be impossible to block. Oh, and they have the best corner in the league and probably the best number two corner in the league. So, you know, the one thing about the defense is they lost a they had lost a remarkably low amount of games last year due to injury. They I think had like a nine week span where their top 17 or 18 defenders all played. Every game, they didn't lose anybody in basically who stepped on the field for over two months. Obviously, that's not going to happen again. But um, so it's you know, the reverse did... of it's the reverse of the Titans, who had the most injuries on defense last year, and they, much like the Farb Jets, started seven and three, and then the injuries piled up, and they never won another game. Yeah, no, the Jets did have a lot of injuries. Remember, they lost Brees Hall and uh, who's the second player. They... Yeah, yeah, they, who's right, the second player they lost in the Brees game? Um, uh, ADT. Are you kidding me? They lost the uh, yeah, together. Yeah, and ADT. They lost two of their best offensive players in the same game, and that was pretty early. In and the then they basically the didn't get a first. Yeah, they couldn't get a first down after that. Down the rest um, of the season. <laughs> I want to say, you could yeah. tell Akiva. You could tell how excited Akiva. I have not known Akiva since the Jets have even been. Yeah, I've lived here for eleven seasons, and the they've NFL. never made the playoffs. So, 
and he's usually kind of quiet and he lets you know me blab away the whole time i haven't heard a monologue that long from akiva in a mm. long time and this guy's very excited that, that alone shows me how excited he is about yeah. the team as he so goes me, on let, and on about the let me defense. ask uh let me ask uh, uh harold and jared uh you know vibe check on the coach Wh how, what are your feelings on sala heading into this year it's a good question uh there's a lot of talk i um, this is new york talk radio stuff that they're afraid that he's not seemingly the leader on hard knocks and it's rogers who's the leader I don't necessarily buy into that. Uh, my yeah, hard concern, knocks is all editing. That's dumb. Yeah, I'm, I, there's a lot of talk in New York talk radio about that, which I think is kind of ridiculous. My concern is more game management. Uh, I think he's actually a good leader, uh, but game management, there are various times uh, I've seen issues in terms of game management. Uh, you know, it's probably not going to change. Uh, hopefully, maybe <laughs> it's funny to think about it. Maybe Hackett will help him. Probably not. Well, maybe uh, Rogers will help, right? Maybe, maybe Rogers, but will maybe Rogers pull will the help right time out, or in that regard, he might he might be he might be helpful. Uh, but he, you know, the jury's still out on it. There's no guarantees that he's a that he's a good coach. He hasn't had to really show that he's been a good coach. I think the players play for him. I'm not worried about that. Uh, but the game management is going to be is questionable at this point. I think. Yeah, they, uh, he had a, he had a play um, in preseason. You guys probably didn't watch. I rarely watch preseason games. But I watched the first half uh, on Saturday night and. They had a, at the end of the first half and listen, he's like, I know it's preseason, but he's still like I'm ostensibly doing his best. They were trying to score uh, with Wilson uh, driving against the Panthers and they had two timeouts in 20 seconds and they let like most of the clock run off while they were trying to score a touchdown because he just didn't realize the call timeout. And then he called timeout. So it wasn't like he wasn't trying. He, it was just such like. They let 12 of the 20 seconds run off the clock for absolutely no reason with two timeouts. So clueless. Yeah, yeah that, that in the regular season, we would be like throwing stuff into the street. So, and that's not that, 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 that happens. Seen. We've seen that before. Uh, we saw that last year, certainly. Uh, his time management is really leaves what to be desired. And I, I didn't see the first half of the Carolina game. You know, I also thought it was probably all good. So I didn't even really bother. But that's, you know, that's concerning. Yeah, the truth is, we don't really know yet. Like, he, he looks the part, he acts the part, but they've been a terrible team. And yes, in the few instances we've seen, you know, he's, he hasn't looked, he hasn't covered himself in glory. I'm not willing to say I'm out on him for sure, obviously, but I'm also not willing to say I'm total, I totally have confidence in him. I think Rogers helps, like you guys said. Um, but yeah, I don't really have strong feelings one way or the other for him. I want to, I, this isn't really like the form, this like the structure that we were doing and i'm kind of going out of order a little bit here but i did want to have a conversation of you know before we get into the nitty-gritty of the like uh you know roster like that i want to talk a little bit about like more of a big picture view on the jets and what they're doing and the process and everything like that i have strong feelings on it so and i'm interested to hear you guys takes. i know a couple of you have already heard my takes on this a little bit but just to expound on that so let's talk about the process for the Jets overall. All right. So Jared is talking about the process. Harold, what do you think in terms of I, I, my confidence rating in Joe Douglas is extremely high. I don't love that they spent uh, $7 million on Dalvin Cook, but ultimately it's a one-year deal. There's very little uh, you know, risk. It's not like they were a lot of other players they were going to spend the money on. Yes, of course, they should have spent an offensive lineman, but there's no starting offensive lineman or even solid backup on the market anymore in August. What do you think yeah. about Douglas in general? Uh, in general, I like him. I think that's my feeling as well. Uh, the one big thing I would have a problem with was what he did with the Becton draft. He went for the upside uh, and maybe with an offensive lineman, you don't necessarily have to do that. I think there's only one up there. That year they had four big offensive tackles available and then they had to choose between, I think it was Becton and uh, uh, Worfs. I would have gone with yes. Worfs. Uh, 
But other than that, you know, he's he's invested the offensive line. So even though the, there are issues with the offensive line, I don't think that's necessarily on him. Uh, he's definitely invested in it. Uh, the same thing I, goes with Cook that you said. I mean, what were they going to spend that money on anyway? I, I don't really mind. And if Jared's concerned about cap going forward, you know, Rodgers has a big has a big number going forward or, or whatever that might be. You know, we've learned over the years, you know, sort of figure out the cap. You know, so I'm not going to go crazy about it until I necessarily have to go crazy about it. But at the same time, this is a win now team. You got to do what you can do to win right now. You have Rodgers. It looks like you have a two to three year window with Rodgers based on the way he's talking. Uh, but but that's about it. Uh, so I think they got to make the moves for now and sort of, you know, if it's going to be sustainable, probably not, but they figure it out later. But in general, I think he's, you know, this team was horrible when he came yeah. in and I think he's really up the, the talent levels is not an issue at this point. There's, there's plenty of talent on this team and he, and that's mainly not all, but a lot of it is due to Douglas. Yeah. I, th- I, I do right. think he's, he's fleeced a bunch of teams in trades. I, I think he has not signed a lot of bad contracts. People don't, you know, the DJ Reed, anyone in the league could have had him. He's a star, basically. Uh, he's drafted, you know, Sauce Gardner was was a huge hit. A lot of people didn't want to draft a corner that high. Um, there, there have been a lot, a lot of good things. Uh, he's missed on every offensive lineman, basically. Lakin Tomlinson last year was a huge guard signing, right? That was a flop. And he's drafted a couple tackles in the middle of the draft, and both those guys seem unplayable right now. Yeah, but, but at the same time, he, he, uh, he traded up for... Elijah Vera Tucker, and he's been yeah. excellent. So, and Brees you know. Hall, he traded up for Brees Hall, and and Hall and Hall's, uh, you know, looked like a superstar last year before he got hurt. So this is kind of what I meant by process, right? So, yeah, you guys said. So what? What is it now? Douglas has been here for about four years or so. He came to an absolute crap show. We all know that. But and I think not necessarily. Obviously, all of his picks aren't going to be good. All his decisions aren't going to be good. That's not really the point. The point is, is he going about it in the right way? And I believe. Up until this point, I'm not saying he stopped, but I'm saying uh, for the most part, he has. He hasn't spent like crazy in free agency. He's been looking to build up the line. Now, it hasn't necessarily worked, but that's been his goal. He spent big. He spent the first round pick on – he spent two first round picks on offensive linemen. He spent two fourth round picks on kind of uh, backup offensive linemen, you know, guys – that, that, that can maybe pan out if the other guys don't work. He has spent some money on the on the offensive line. Uh, he's been trying to work through the draft. He's accrued a lot of extra draft picks with the Jamal Adams trade, which was very helpful, and other trades that got them extra first round picks that led to guys like Sauce and uh, and Garrett Wilson and other guys like that. Um, I think the way he's been going about it, building things up from the inside out and making shrewd trades, he's won almost all of his trades. I think anyone who's followed it would agree with that. His picks have been hit or miss like anybody. I mean, that's really a crapshoot no matter who you are, in my opinion. But I, I, think I, don't think generally, AVT, I don't think the AVT trade with the Vikings was a, was a great win. Yes, but. I agree. You shouldn't trade up for the guard, but whatever. But just generally speaking, I think he's been doing really well. Yeah, with and the Vikings, I mean, what the Vikings pick someone who's not on the team anymore with their pick. So I, I don't think it ultimately... But that doesn't change the 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 you know the um the plan you know the plan of action. But whatever. But my but my, I think but we would agree that he's been going about it, ca- you know, gradually with confidence that he's not going to lose his job, making the smart decisions, and the process has been good. So that brings us to this season, and this is kind of what's been bothering me a little bit. I think now, listen, circumstances dictate what you do. But and Rogers was made available this year, not every year, and there's not always going to be a guy like that available. But I think. This probably happened a year or two too early, right? So they were a terrible team, a terrible team, a terrible team. Last year they did take a nice jump. You can debate, you know, with like they're facing a lot of uh, back, a lot of second and third string quarterbacks that they got off to a good start. 
how good they really were. The defense was very healthy, and that's why it was good. I think it is also good. He was breaking it down. I think he was very accurate. The defense is very scary, and I do want to talk about that a little more later. But I think this is like maybe one or two years too early to go all in on Rodgers. Now, so that's why there was a debate. Should they go for Well, Carr? you want them to wait until he was 42? No, so it wouldn't be Rodgers. It might be someone else, but that's the thing. Those guys aren't always available. So timing dictates what you do. But I just feel like, and then, and so, okay, so then once you commit to Rodgers, he fully committed to Rodgers, right? So he signed Lazard before Rodgers even agreed to come. He, he signed Cobb, I think that was right after, but like, there was a lot of moves, oh, obviously the offensive, the offensive yeah. coordinator, Hackett, was boarding just to also entice Rodgers. It seems like these things worked, by the way, but again, it's all about Rodgers, and Rodgers is a 40-year-old guy, and now, like you said, they're they're pushing that um, that that credit card down the line and everything like that, and it's making me uncomfortable. And 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 then you want to see if you're going to get a guy like Rodgers, everyone says the same refrain, you go all in. Now you're getting Rodgers, you have a one- or two-year window, you go all in. But have they even really done that, right? So I know they just signed Dalvin Cook. I know there maybe you can argue there weren't great options out there, but really all they did was sign guys that Rodgers liked. They signed Cobb. They signed Lazard. They brought in like his backup uh, tackle who stinks. What's his name? Uh, the, the tackle now is, is, is not even going to make it. Uh, yeah. Right. So like they're just doing this to appease Rodgers. That's not necessarily going all in by getting the best talent. So I think this Rodgers thing, the Rodgers thing threw them off in terms of their entire uh, you know, plan and how they were going about things and it expedited everything. And then I think it's making them, you know, they're trading away draft picks now a little bit more. They're pushing money down the line. They're going to be in cap hell. I know we've seen other teams go through that and they've gotten out of it. And sometimes it's BS. We know the saints historically have that issue where it seems like they're always in cap hell and somehow they find their way out of it. But it's just, it, I have this uneasy feeling and I don't know if it's just, I'm a, I'm a Jets fan or because I'm like uh, financially, uh, you know, you know, not, not wild and crazy, but like, it's just like, they're putting it all in here. And I'm not even sure they're doing that the right way. And the process bothers me. Doesn't mean I think they're going to be bad. I think they're going to be good, but it's like he, I would rather them have just kept a pace of what they were doing and building it the right way. And look how much they improved last year, just with one good draft. The draft have been terrible the last five years. Last year was a blow last year. Yeah. Last year was an incredible draft. They got, the best, they've got offensive rookie of the year in Garrett Wilson. They got defensive rookie of the year in Sauce Gardner. They got the guy who would have been offensive rookie of the year in Brees Hall if he didn't get injured. They got another pass rusher who looks like he's he's breaking through now in Jermaine Johnson, all in the first round and like or on the first 35 picks or whatever it was. So and that one draft alone of just rookies last year is basically what turned them from to like a 500-ish team from like a four-win team. So I'm, you're not going to have a draft like that every year. I understand that. But like, and I'm not saying you don't do the Rodgers thing. I'm just talking in generally. It almost makes it look like Douglas, who we, what we liked about him was how structured and, and organized and systematic he was, kind of just like went the, the, the Steinbrenner wrote route so that's kind of what i mean so does that bother you guys at all or, or did they have to do it because rogers was available and that and this was their chance i think they had to do it i think they were in such a bad spot it's not like they were a they could have tried it with someone else like they didn't have the draft pick to get an elite quarterback this year so this would have been a year to punt anyway so you're going to punt a year why not potentially punt one in the future and go for it now yeah i mainly agree the quarterback was the real issue and there was no you know do you want to spend millions of dollars on Derek carr and see what happens or Jimmy Garoppolo and see what happens, or you have an opportunity to get Rogers. And I feel a lot, I personally feel a lot more comfortable with Rogers 
and then go from there. And I think a lot of the moves that you're re- referencing were to entice Rodgers because they, let's be honest, they had to entice him uh, more than with the roster. Uh, so a few of the moves were to entice Rodgers, but at the end of the day, I think their moves on the, on the edges, you know, Lazard, they signed Lazard. Oh, okay. I mean, he's fine. You know, I don't think that's going to hurt them necessarily down the line so much. I'm not really concerned about that. The Hackett thing, you know, people are all making fun of it. Oh, Hackett, he was so horrible as a, as the Broncos head coach. Oh, okay. That doesn't mean he's a bad offensive coordinator. It's a totally separate skill set. So, uh, you know, I, I, I see what you're saying in terms of it's not as uh, systematic as Douglas has been in the past, but at the same time, there's a time where you have to move forward. And I think Douglas has decided uh, that that is now with Rodgers. Right. So that's why right. he's done what he's done. So um, that doesn't right. bother me, no. Right. So just to be clear, I'm not saying the moves they made to appease Rodgers are necessarily bad moves. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's not the kind of moves that um, that Douglas would make. Now, I, you know what? I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm just kind of throwing it out there because you might just have to do this. And you know what? Like the team, and this is what Kiki was talking about before, and, and you, Harold, that just like the team was really solid last year and it was just the quarterback play was debilitating. I mean, you guys were there just watching some of these preseason games and Zach Wilson hasn't been bad or anything necessarily, but just sometimes he just misses these wide open throws. There were so many reports last year, specifically with, uh, with, uh, what's his name with Isaiah, with uh, Elijah Moore, but also even with Garrett Wilson, even though he had an excellent season where like when people are looking at the all 22s, these guys are running wide open and Wilson has no idea that they're even there and just like missing screen passes and making terrible decisions and turning it over and not knowing how to read a defense. And he just destroyed them. And that's, that's why when that's why so people say like running backs don't matter and whatever but that's why when you lost Brees Hall who was doing terrific last year and he was getting better every week as a rookie like literally every single week he was increasing his total yards in the game and then AVT their best lineman who was basically pushing the pile for him to get his runs and his screen passes and whatnot and then when they both went down in one game that was the, even though the Jets were running an offense through a running back essentially in, in other words, that's how bad the quarterback was, that even with a, a, a team that had run their offense through a running back, it was still good enough that they were winning games, obviously, in, in conjunction with the defense. So they're really there, and you can really – so that's why you can make the argument that if you put, like, a league average quarterback in there, and Harold, you said this in the beginning, like a Derek Carr or even a Garoppolo, and I didn't want Garoppolo, but even that as an example, like a guy who won't make mistakes, who can hit open guys, who can hit a screen pass, who can hit an out, who can make – and he's not going to turn the ball over like crazy – you could argue this would be a really good team and you wouldn't and you would have a longer window with which to work with. Now, things have changed a little bit with this Rogers signing this and now it looks like two years for sure or very likely and possibly even three years and all this kind of stuff. That changes it. But when this was all being discussed, it seemed like one and done and he's this guy who's going to come in and doesn't even really want to be here. But yeah, it's changed. I fluctuated on it. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm super excited. I just think it's interesting to talk about. And it's just interesting in general with sports how you can be a guy that's so, so structured and so so like under control and you could sort of just lose your mind when an opportunity to get like an, an, an all-timer and a Hall of Fame come, a Hall of Famer comes into your into your uh, you know purview so I think it's interesting to talk about yeah I just don't think yeah. he's lo- lost his mind I think that's a little, little you know overstated yeah I mean okay. I, I'm speaking yeah I'm speaking how I speak but you know like meaning just he, he he went off of his plan but okay listen so it's here 
and 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 it's very exciting and it's very exciting to see that he's into it and I'm, I'm, I'm under no you know false uh, assumptions that it has anything to do with the jets it has to do with the fat rogers i'm talking about it has to do with the fact that he wants to get back at the packers or he wants to show that he still got it, or he wants to win one more hurrah or whatever it is but the point is he's on our team now and i expect this to pay dividends this year we'll see what happens going forward but barring injuries and everything like that I, I really like it. So, yeah, I mean, that's what, so I wanted to just give like a more, because that's really the story with the Jets, right? It's not necessarily the nitty gritty of like the detail of the offensive line or the defensive line, which I'd love to talk about and we're hopefully going to talk about, but it's more like this was a huge move at a crucial time in their development. And it's, it's that to me is like the most important thing. You know what I mean? So anyway, mm -hmm. but yeah. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Let's go, let's go position by position here. We already talked about the quarterbacks. It's Rodgers, Zach Wilson, Tim Boyle, ugh, maybe the worst quarterback in the league is the third stringer. That's the QB room. Uh, I want to rate all the position groups. So let's uh, quick. Uh, I'd say uh, an A for quarterbacks. Uh, <laughs> if someone hates Rodgers, they could give him an A minus or a thing. I think you can give an A minus because of yeah, the I think you can give an A minus, and also because of his age and you know mm -hmm. stuff like that. You can give an A minus for that. But okay, that's good. That's better than an F that they had last year. Yeah, the running back room uh, now just got tricky with the signing of Dalvin Cook. You'd have to assume, even though Brees Hall was cleared to practice uh, this week, that Hall uh, suffered an ACL injury in early November with Cook. Michael Carter, who flashed as a rookie and really struggled in his second year. And I think maybe sees the writing is on the wall. We'll see. Z uh, Zonovan Knight, UDFA, who uh, was basically the RB1 by the end of the season. And Israel Bonacan, the fifth-round pick, the youngest player in the NFL, who I assume is going to make the team. So they're not going to... And it seems like bought in the fullback has a spot. So they're not going to roster six running backs. Even five is a lot for the NFL. So what do you guys think of uh, the running backs? Yeah, I like definitely, I, I, yeah. Go ahead. I, I like I, I like them. Uh, you know, I think the Dalvin Cook signing was good because it gives Hall a little bit of time to uh, get back to where he needs to be. You know, it's it's less than a year. The people say the ACL injury actually sometimes takes two years. You know, look at uh, Barkley, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, he wasn't really himself until that second year. So while I'm excited about Brees Hall, and if you look at every like fantasy publication, everyone's all in on Brees Hall. I'm a little bit more circumspect about him. Uh, but now with with Dalvin Cook, I feel a little bit better about the running backs. Uh, in terms of Carter versus Knight, you know, yeah, one of them's probably going to go. And I, I tend to agree with you. It's probably going to be Carter, although I, I kind of like Carter. Uh, you know, he did show what he could do as a rookie. Uh, supposedly in his last preseason game, he looked pretty good. Uh, but the same thing is true of Knight. Knight's looked good at times as well. Uh, and, you know, like you said, they're not going to cut their fifth round pick is my guess. And he's also looked 
He, he's really fast. He looked really fast in the preseason. Uh, whether or not that translates to actually being a good running back remains to be seen, but I don't think they're going to get rid of him either. Uh, but <clears throat> I think there's a lot of depth. I don't feel, I feel really good about the running backs in general. You know, I feel good about basically any one of them stepping up at any time, which you can't really say, I think, on any other team. Yeah, I think the depth is uh, as good as good as any teams in the league. And if Hall is even 95% healthy, uh, he did look like a star. It'll actually be hard to get him off the field, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, so, listen, it's, a so lo- I, it's so, such a long but, season that everyone's going to be able to play. So I just pulled up. Uh, so if we're talking about giving it a grade, right? I wasn't necessarily in favor of the Dalvin Cook signing, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's, a, it's, if nothing less, a solid, you know, bell cow guy who he's on the decline. Uh, the advanced metrics don't like him, but he's another body that obviously literally is coming off a thousand yards. He's nice here, so he's obviously not bad. Uh, I'll just say, I agree and I disagree. I disagree that he's good. He had a thousand yards last year. He was one of the worst running backs in the NFL by EPA per play, by expected yards over carry. He was atrocious last year. However, he was excellent the year before that and the year before that. So it, yeah, actually, I think there's it's listen, very similar. He's a, very, to he's a very good backup. He's it's very a, similar good... to Rogers. Rogers yeah. and Delvin Cook were both superstars in 2020 and 2021, and we're not so great in 2022. Yeah, I, I think as um, your backup, back... backup running back in a room that you you know he's not even needed. Uh, I I wouldn't have paid it, but I, I think you could it's do a fine. lot worse. Yeah. Can someone else please? I was pulling up Brees Hall's game logs last year. Could someone please do then read what he did last year as a rookie to see how much he was improving, just how good he could possibly be? Because that's what I was about to pull up. So. While Keeve is looking that up, um, or whoever is, um, you have Brees Hall, who you're going to see he was getting better every week. You have Dalvin Cook. I agree with you, Alex, that he's not great anymore, but he's obviously a guy that's not bad. You have Carter, who's a guy who's – what I like about him is he's he can catch out of the backfield so he can be a third-down guy. And then, yeah, they're going to get rid of either him or, or Zonovan Knight, which isn't the end of the world. And then you have this rookie they'll probably keep, Abanaconda, who's, like, as Keith said, is extremely young, extremely fast, run a 4-2-40, was a fifth-round pick out of Pittsburgh this year. And he's the kind of guy you'll keep around for special teams or whatever, and maybe he can be a guy down the ro- line or something like that. I mean, the room is terrific. If Brees Hall is a star, which a lot of people think he was, he was picked to be the bet. He was the first running back in last year's draft. We know he's with running backs, so he could be. Re- and he looked the part last year. Keith, you have it or no? Yeah. So his last three games, he goes 18 for 97 on the ground and two for 100 with a touchdown in the air. Then he goes 20 for 116 in a score, and he was four for 72 in a touchdown against Denver where, before he tears his ACL. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.